Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. folks welcome to the pride of detroit i think we're doing a mini pod cast with this we're also live on twitch and youtube look for pride detroit on both those platforms and get it in here myself i am christopher fett the adequate host the multimedia editor since we're all giving ourselves titles now at pride of detroit <laughs> of pride of detroit find me on twitter at chris perfett with me as always jeremy reisman the fearless leader and editor-in-chief the eic the Got eic it of Pride of Detroit at Detroit Online. And we are reacting to not the first day of free agency. This is the tampering period, Jeremy. Nothing's officially a tamper. Tamper, tinker, tamper. I'm going to call it the first day of free agency. Damn when, the this rules. Is weird. Damn the formalities. This is when the action happens. Wednesday, everything's just going to be like teams posting pictures of people signing pieces of paper that we already knew they were going to sign. Which we were doing already beforehand, too. Like, free agency. It, nobody wants to wait for free agency anymore. Everyone wants the cat of the bag. Guys were signing deals as soon as the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, Stafford and everything else before the Super Bowl, right? Like, I don't know. It, that, ha- that, that, that one hasn't happened yet. You know what? I'm just going to say that one hasn't happened yet. It, there's still 48 hours for the Lions to back out of it. Two more days. <laughs> two more days, folks. Enjoy it for two more days. But he's already in uh, he's already in Kobo and, and moving everything out to uh, wherever he's going to live out in Bel Air. So Jeremy's just in denial. But let's talk about what the Lions have been doing so far, because, uh, well, first off, Jeremy, we need to start with the biggest news of free agency. Uh, you biting on a fake uh, Ian Rappaport uh, tweet. It was a chain reaction. First, it was Mikey. Then it was Eric. Then it was me. Oh, okay. So it's like, yes. it's not just my because fault. those guys didn't do their homework. Yes. It excuses you. 100%. This is like in high school. If you, you, you try pulling this in high school, it's like a bunch of other kids didn't do the homework and you, and you didn't do the homework too. And you're just hoping that the teacher's like, you know what? Enough of you didn't do it. So F it. You, you are just, you're so gleeful right now that I was as adequate as you for, yes. for one, one week. Moment. Yes, I am. I am. You know, we got to spread the adequacy around. But, uh, you know, that's not happening, whatever the tweet was. We won't spread, spread information here. But the big news of the day, I think, to start out in our tampering, we, where do you want to start? Do you want to start about the Lions um, haven't been landing a lot of guys? Spoiler alert. But they, <laughs> I mean, been, we, yeah, we, uh, we, we have knew to start that. with Okwara, right? Like we knew they were going to yes. do, they weren't going to do that. What we didn't know is whether they were going to resign Romeo Okwara because they didn't give him the franchise tag and. It was kind of like it was all quiet on the front end. It seemed yeah, like he was headed towards free agency. And lo and behold, right after the clock turned over noon, lines lines didn't announce it, but um, it was released that that they're going to re-sign Romeo Quar. Again, not official. They can make it official whenever they want because 
you can sign your own players right now, but right. And the, that's kind of the big news of the day is two players who have resigned and a lot of players that we kind of expected out the door and some that we haven't. And yeah, Okwara is the great place to start because Jeremy, they didn't hand him the franchise tags. It was a risk he was going to leave in free agency. Instead, they've handed out a three year deal worth up to thirty nine million. I believe 20 million as guaranteed a 14 million signing bonus. And most of it is uh, you know, actually 26 million over the first two years. So average, we're averaging around like 13 million yeah. a year and fully guaranteed until 2022. But this is a good this is probably. I'm happy with the signing. I, I, I really am like Aquara has been productive the la- uh, two out of the last three years. He's going to be able to have some interesting time to spend with his brother still in Detroit. And, uh, you know, he had a chance again without the franchise tag to walk out the door. And he's got a pretty good deal. It's not a long term deal by any stretch of the imagination, but it's good money for again, for a guy who the first few years of his of his existence, the NFL was struggling to kind of move between rosters and stay on rosters. And even here, we kind of worried after 2018, how much that was a flash in the pan. 2019, you know, you worried about that it was a flash in the pan and then 2020 right. he rebounds. Yeah. I mean, it, first off, just from like a human level, this is an awesome story for Romeo Aquara. There's a guy who was an un, you know, not drafted a guy who's mm-hmm. kind of cast aside in New York, just a, a waiver wire pickup by the lines that everyone's like, Hmm, this is interesting. But you know, this is a guy who, who had never had more than I think three and a half or four and a half sacks before he landed in Detroit. And he's really the w- one clear success story that the Lions under Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia had on defense. Um, like you said, you know, that 2018 season was, it felt like fool's gold, seven and a half sacks. I, I think people were just like, eh, that, he's not really getting consistent pressure. It, it, it was just, it's, you know, sack numbers are, are fluky sometimes, and that one felt like a fluky year. And then when he had a bad 2019 season, you're like, yep, fluky year. Comes out this year on an absolute tear, takes over for, for Trey Flowers when he was dealing with all those injuries, was not expected to have anything more than a rotational role, came out, played like a bona fide starter, 10, and a half, 10 total sacks, leading most pass rushing uh, categories in terms of pressure rates uh, in, in the top five or top 10, almost across the board, no matter what advanced site you're looking at there. So it, it the deal is interesting. Um, it's it's a bit more than I thought the lines would be willing to spend. Um it's about what I think I expected him to get in free agency. Um, maybe a little bit more because pass. I mean, you look at some of the deals that pass rushers are getting right now. Matt Judon got paid up the up the wall by the Patriots. Um, I mean, thirteen million a year is not a bad deal for a pass rusher. There's just a lot of questions of of what kind of pass rusher the Lions are getting um, because right. he's because in my opinion, you, I mean, statistically he's been effective for two out of the last three seasons. I think he's only been good for one season, but the dude's 26. He didn't have any help around him last year and he still produced 10 sacks and, and was really kicking ass by himself out there. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I if, think- if, if he reaches his full potential of, of what he showed, if he can show what he did in 2022 consistently for at least two of the next three years, the Lions got a steal. I'm just not so sure he's that guy yet. Yeah. I, uh, the, the the thing too is that it's it, it's a it's a short deal. I wonder how much two things hurt him. One is that again the fluky seasons, but also in that again it's his background at the end of the day. And we're going to talk about some guy who's probably getting a little more of a benefit because of his background. But where you come out in the draft absolutely 
hurts or helps your reputation across the league, how long guys want to deal with you. And for Okwara, who, as you say, he was undrafted, that probably if he went out to the open market would have still hurt his his value, regardless, regardless of how well he can play for you. So you're kind of you're getting at least a good deal in Detroit and you're giving him three years, which I don't know if he'd get that anywhere else. He'd probably get a shorter deal. But, you know, if he plays well in those three years, he's going to come out around twenty nine. He's going to be, you know, if he's in a good shape, then he's going to get an even bigger deal out out of that, I feel like. But a lot of the money, too, is, um, you know, as I said, 20, about half of it is going to be guaranteed. So that's all fantastic for him. And, you know, it I I, I've been banging how long on the table, Jeremy, to have a damn pass rusher. At least at least produce something, you know, yeah, please. And and it's a young guy. guy. It's a young guy. Yeah. And and, and I mean. If, if the edges are Romeo Quara and Trey Flowers next year and Trey Flowers can stay healthy, like that's not that that's a better position than the Lions have been on the edges in, in a while. And that's not even including guys like Julian Okwara, who, you know, another kind of winner in, in this signing is that now the Okwara brothers are together. And I think Julian's going to really appreciate that. And I mean, I don't know how much longer we can cross our fingers for Austin Bryant, but like you have a bunch of young guys on that on that defensive line now and. And if even if just half of them hit the potential that that you're hoping, you're not bad. You're not in a bad position. Yeah, and Julian still hasn't seen the field yet, so hopefully you get to really you know see what he can really do uh, coming up here too, and then we can start memeing and making uh, Super Mario Brothers memes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's <laughs> talk about the other big signing Lions made. Well, re-signing Jalen Reeves hey. Maiden. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A bit of a uh, a bit of a, a surprise here, but he has resigned for a quick one year, two point four million dollar deal. However, only I think about just north of one million is going to count against the cap because of the veteran salary benefit. Jeremy, what is the veteran salary benefit? <laughs> so it's it's a it's a complicated thing. The Lions actually used it on Miles Killebrew last year. It's basically it's a way to reward teams that that carry a player around for four consecutive years. I don't want to commit long term um, necessarily. So you hand Jalen Reeves Maven a, a deal that's going to pay him out pretty good. I mean, a one year, two point four million deal, given that he's just been a special teamer. That's not a bad deal for him. But to reward the Lions for kind of, you know, keeping it in house, um, they can use this veteran kind of stipulation on two players per year um, where he only basically counts against the, the veteran salary minimum against the cap. So Reeves Maven will still get that two point four million. And I believe it was reported that it's all guaranteed. So he's that's in his pocket already, essentially. Um, but against a cap, it's only going to cost less about half of that. So um, that makes it kind of a no brainer to me, to be honest. And, and we had heard rumors earlier um, late last week that said, you know, the lines were probably interested. I think it was Joe Cena Anderson who first said it. Um, special teamer. Been great on special teams for the past two, three years. I mean, if you can get a guy like that for one point one million against a cap, do it. Not to mention, and, and maybe this is a little finger crossing, maybe this is a little rose-colored glasses, he fits better defensively than he did before. He's an undersized, mm-hmm. fast guy who can cover um, at least moderately well um, when it comes to tight ends and, and dropping into coverage and things like that. That was not valued under Matt Patricia. He wanted his guys big and bulky. Speed and 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 coverage is going to be kind of at the forefront of what the Lions want in their linebackers. So I think he has a I don't think he has a chance to start necessarily, but he could be a, a rotational guy or he could be a guy that steps in because of injury. He's not just going to be a guy that's active only and only to be on special teams and, and not even being thought of as a as a defensive linebacker. So yeah, it's I think it's I, 
I think it's a depth body. I think the big thing, again, is that veteran salary benefit that does make him like, look, the Lions are going to have to really be careful about what they're doing with the cap this year, especially with some of these contracts they still have to sweat out. And, you know, they, they've d- done well to cut some cap. But the fact that you're signing a guy who should be worth, you know, two and a half million to only just north of a million against the cap. That helps. That helps yeah. us a little bit. It's, it's a little. I mean, it's a little drop that that's you're saving a million and a half pretty much against the cap. Yeah, it's huge. And the lines are still going to have to figure out some things with their linebacking core. And we'll we'll get into a second maybe why. Um, but but yeah, this is a is a good depth signing. It, it doesn't. It essentially costs the lines nothing. I mean, one yeah. million dollar deals nothing. So and you're going to get a, a special team around it that uh, that's been been good. Now we get on to move on to the rest of the team where well, the rest of the stuff, which is basically a lot of guys who did not resign with the Lions. And I think we divide this up into two categories here. I mean, we've got guys who have not signed anywhere yet and guys who have signed places. And I think the big one and I think probably the most surprising one for me is Jared Davis, because we saw a lot of hollow boo boo from the from the new Lions coaching staff at how much they like Jared Davis, right? Dan Campbell talked about how much he likes Jared Davis, all of the tools Jared Davis has. And just like we were talking about with Okwara, the fact that he was an undrafted free agent, I feel like kind of hurts him no matter what negotiation he is in. Jared Davis's background as a high as a first round draft pick will ultimately always help him. And that's what we were looking at for Davis coming into this year. I mean, coming into this free agency period. And I think, you know, we were all sitting around. We were saying like, yeah, it sounds like the Lions are going to resign him just because of how much the coaches are talking about him. Um, Nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then he's out now. He has signed a one year, seven million up to seven million dollars with the New York Jets. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I, I I look at this one and I, I think maybe this was Jared just being like, you know what, can I at least see free agency lines that I don't feel like agreeing yeah, to sure. a deal and with that's, you? That's a reasonable thing for, for yeah. guys to want to do, to uh, test uh, the market. You spend four years here, you see a lot of not success, you see a lot of fans drag you weekly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just like, I need a fresh start. Maybe I, maybe my career needs a fresh start. And sure, he maybe could have had a fr- fresh start here with a new coaching staff, but I think a, a true fresh start might be with someone else in a different city. And I mean, we, again, I don't want to judge the, the contract details too much on its surface because we don't know the breakdown, but one year, mm-hmm. $7 million. Like kind of That's a lot a for Jared deal. Davis. A- <laughs> I mean, if, if, I mean, Lions sorry, fans would have Jeremy. blown a gasket if the Lions signed him to a $7 million deal. Yeah. yeah. And again, we, we don't, it could be highly incentivized. We don't know. Uh, I would guess that it is, but I feel like this is an instance in which the Lions probably got boxed out in terms of the the amount. The Jets have a ton of money, um, and so the Lions just weren't going to match that, and they and they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, and listen, he's going to go play with Robert Sala, and maybe Sala outweighs the stink of playing for the Jets. I'm not going to I'm not going to count on it though, and I'm certainly not going to count on calling him a premium defender. As right. as several people, not just Ian Rappaport, but I, I believe I saw Mike Florio as well. Kind of again, this this is the difference between when you're an undrafted free agent like Romeo Quara coming out of college versus a first round draft pick like Jared Davis. There's always going to be someone out there willing to break you off a bunch of money because they think they can fix you. Yep. That I mean, and he- I just I just don't think that all that potential's there. 
at the end of the day. Like I looked at his numbers like he, he couldn't start last year. Maybe he can start with 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 them. But you're talking of like Robert Sala has to fix this. He has to fix tackling problems and he has to. I is, Just is mental Jared, processing, mental processing. And, and like, I don't know I, how you I, fix that. Jared Davis wanted to be good in coverage last year, and he he had 12 instances. <laughs> he, he was 12, tar- 12 targets allowed. I mean, 12 receptions allowed on 12 targets. Like, yeah. 100%. Well, so, I mean, there yeah. must be something on the tape out there that is attracting people, because like you said, like Dan Campbell looked at the tape and was like, I see the potential in this guy. He just needs to get out of his own head. The problem is everyone already knew that. The coaching staff mm-hmm. knew that. That Like, I know Jared Davis trying- knew that. I know we're all trying to trash the former coaching staff about how they ruined a bunch of good players like Deshaun Hand and, um, you know, Tracy Walker and blah, blah, blah. But like Jared Davis has gone through a couple coaching staffs now, gone through a couple defensive coordinators, three, co- you know, defensive coordinators now. Everyone knows the problem is between his heads and, and you know, he's got all the physical tools to do it. But the problem is, is this like bravado from coaches that just think I'm the one that's going to fix him? Yes. I'm That's the all smart it was. Guy. It is. Nope. I, I like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jets. I don't. I don't think this one's going to work out. Yeah. I like in, enjoy it. If he plays well, that's great. But sure. uh, I don't. I'm not going to. He's a great guy. And and yeah. and that's the one thing I think the Lions are going to miss. Everyone in that locker room loved Jared Davis. Yeah. Yeah. He was always a good leader. So we'll see. We'll see. Just see how it goes. And yeah, maybe Salah leans on him as a leader. You know, who who knows? Like they're sure. trying to do something in New York. I just. I I'm just not seeing it. And I'm. You know. It's, it, it sucks, but seven millions. Whew, that's a lot. Um, Jamal Agnew was the other curious signing from the day. So I was hoping the Lions would retain Jamal Agnew. And instead, he has signed a three year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's good. He's going to a great, you know, Urban Meyer is a very, um, I don't know if he's a respected pro coach yet, but he's a very anticipate, highly anticipated pro coach right now. Uh, what got a lot of Lions fans' eyes popping out, though, was they saw that it was three years, $21 million. Now, we need to clarify that because just like uh, rewinding off the off off screen here for a second, uh, Jeremy was losing his mind at the Taysom Hill extension from the <laughs> other night. But this that just because he saw all he saw was like, you know, $140 million extension and was trying to do the math in his head. This is also creative math here with Jamal Agnew. It is massively <laughs> incentivated. It is yeah, well, massive. No, it, it's very different from the Taysom Hill in that. Yeah, yeah. The Taysom Hill deal is just funny money on, on voided years. This one is it's up to $21 million, yeah. which, again, probably highly incentivized. Um, it is a very incentive. It is deal, very is incentivized. The problem is we just we, again, like we can't we can't just look at the twenty one million dollar thing and, and jump to conclusion. It's, it's the one thing we have to every time, every free agency, we can't overvalue the, the first numbers that come out because it might be different. That being said. I was expecting something in like the three to four million dollar range at most, and yeah. maybe that's eventually what he'll get. Maybe that's what his first year cap hit is going to look like, but. It's still big numbers, even if it's incentive later. That that's big numbers for a special teamer, and you have to wonder. Yeah, do does Urban Meyer have a, a bigger plan for him in offense? May, I, mean, I think I, he does. No, I think at that value he does. Like yeah. he like, and Urban Meyer likes guys who are versatile, who can do a lot of things, sure. and he always had good special teams at at Ohio State. 
So I don't think the the Jags necessarily overpaid unless a lot we see the deal and it's not as incentive laden as I think. But it's clear they don't see him as just a kick returner. This is kind of almost another prove it deal where it's like we're going to sign you this much money because we think you're more than a kick returner. Yeah, we, and you, we could see maybe being wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver two out of you. That would be that would be a surprise to me. I mean, he's going to yeah. be a, a slot receiver. So, I mean, he, I, yeah. I suppose he could challenge for the starting slot receiver job, which I don't know. I I think we all wanted to see more of it last year and we didn't get to see more of it. The the mm-hmm. the interesting connection there is Daryl Bevels now down there in Jacksonville. So maybe that maybe might be a little a big, more freedom problem too. Well, sure. I mean, that might be the reason, too. He went there, too, is like, you know, keep probably playing with the offensive it. coordinator. Yeah. So I don't um, know but, this. This. This one hurt a bit just because I'd like to see Agnew back because, again, versatile guys like that are always helpful. I just I just think the Jags blew him out of the water with their uh, price point. Yeah, I mean, I I was hit or miss on on bringing Jamal Agnew back. I I don't really believe the value in a good punt returner is that much, to be honest. I feel like Mm -hmm. in today's NFL, with all the punt return and kick return rules that that pretty much incentivize fair catches or, or taking knees and things like that you really only get 20, 30 plays out of your punt and kick returner a year. And that's, that's not a lot. That's not enough to pay $7 million a year, years worth. Even if you have the best punt returner in the league, which you could make an argument that Jamal Agnew is, um, but he is about to turn 26. So he's young. Um, he still has time to develop into this wide receiver role. We do have to point out like last year was the first year he went through a full, full off season as a wide receiver. So yeah, maybe that potential is still there. I, I have to, I have to believe Urban Meyer sees something bigger than that. I'm just not a guy that's that's ready to to proclaim him as as you know, ready to be a a, a big offensive weapon yet. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe it's just different down in Jacksonville. Maybe they're a little more desperate, or maybe again, it's just what he checks the box for Urban Meyer. But I want to take a quick break here on the podcast. I want to play a little. If you're watching on Twitch and YouTube, we'll answer some of your questions here. And then the other side, uh, we have a release to talk about and then some some swings and misses for the Lions and a very interesting thing happening with one position in free agency that is uh, very baffling to me and I don't think anyone was anticipating it. We'll tell you about what that is next on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. And welcome back to the Pride to Detroit POD cast mini podcast for here reacting to tampering period recap the first day of tampering period tamper tamper tamper. Uh, we've covered Agnew. We've covered Davis. We've covered Jalen Ruse Mabin. We've covered Romeo Quara. Uh, one interesting that ca- thing that came was a cut to Lions not signing away, but cutting someone that would have been offensive lineman Joe Dahl on an injury designation. I believe the Lions, uh, you know, he, from what I understand, he failed physicals. Yep. And the Lions cut him. Uh, this is kind of an odd, this is a trick I've seen other teams do before because if you don't cut him within a certain period of time, I think you have to go to a injury settlement. And I believe they avoided on this. However, yeah. cap terms... The Lions do save, I think, around 2.9 million. I've seen lower for this year, but I believe it's 2.9. Yeah, it's, is it's it? Two, it's 2.875. It's it, okay. Yeah. 
No, I um, saw I saw much less. I saw Rothstein saying something like 1.6 million no. for. Okay. No. Um, 2.875 million. Um, the injury designation is, is a little strange, but, um, I, I, in terms of, of what it saves the lines, it's, it's irrelevant. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, um, he was dealing with back and, and I think knee injuries last year. He missed the season finale with a back injury. Um, I, th- this one's a tricky one. Uh, I kind of reluctantly included him on my cap casualty list because I think, I think he provides in good versatility. He's not, gr- he's not a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was the, the team's backup center. Essentially, he's a guy who who could play all of the interior positions and maybe, you know, in a pinch, even play some tackle. Um, yeah, and the lines great don't, very low last year. Yeah, and and by the end of the season, he he was essentially replaced by Ode Ibushi. Um, but he Ode Ibushi is a free agent, so now the lines. Well, who's their depth there? Who's their starter there? Is Again, we have to break, come back to the question, is, is Halapulivati Vaitai a, a guard or a center? Or, I'm sorry, a guard or a tackle? If he's a guard, well, then the Lions probably need a tackle. If he's a tackle, well, then the Lions need a starting guard because, I don't know, I don't think they're they're expecting Logan Stenberg to be that guy right out of the gate in 2021. Um, no. And e- either way, they need depth. So at this point, I guess I'm kind of expecting a, uh, a re-signing of Ibushi because I don't know really where else they go with this. Maybe they add some depth in 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 the draft. One thing that's kind of interesting about the Abushi situation is that right when the morning kicked off, I think it was before even free agency opened, Odi Abushi tweets out something like, "It's going to be an interesting week." Hashtag free agency. And less than a minute after he tweeted it, he deleted it. And so I'm not sure what that was all about, but um, it leaves them kind of an inter- interesting situation in terms of their office offensive line depth because I think that was one of their they're better situations, but now with Joe doll, it's a, uh, it's a little less, a little less impressive. Yep. Uh, let's see the, the other big thing came now. This is where we're getting to the part of the podcast where we're not really, we don't have too much right now on the meat for the lions, but it, there was at least one big swing and miss Jeremy yep. in that. I think at least us here at pride Detroit, we were looking at John Johnson um, as someone that the lions could maybe target. And he's not going to the Lions. He's going to the Browns. He's getting, uh, I believe, three years, about $24 million guaranteed. But it takes a very big safety off the market for the Lions. And it's part of a larger problem where the, the safety market itself is very thinning out. But first, before I go to that, um, just, yeah, thoughts on John Johnson. Like, Lions could have probably used someone like that. But it, I, I think with that kind of money, too, it's, again outside of what the lions can really spend right now. Yeah. Again, it, it's something where we'll have to see the breakdown of it, but the, the lines were in on John Johnson. There the reports that they were one of four teams that were interested in him, that were pursuing him. And um, yeah, they absolutely needed him. They, they could, they could absolutely have used him. They don't have a starting safety necessarily on the roster. They, they don't have one for 2022 because we're entering the, the final year of uh, Tracy Walker's final deal. And I don't think anyone's looking at Will Harris as, as a guy that you want to rely on going forward. So um, I, I, he's a guy that, that would have brought experience, leadership, um, would have known the system that the Lions are, are going to try to run with the split safety thing they're going to do in the secondary. So I, I think this is, I mean, everyone in, in Detroit, every analyst was like, this is the guy that makes absolutely the most sense in terms of need, in terms of fit, in terms of maybe a price tag. Now, 11 plus million a year is a lot. But what's interesting about the story, and we have no idea if this pertains to lines or not, but Cleveland.com is reporting Mary Kay um, Cabot or Cabot, I'm, I'm not sure how you pronounce yeah. her last name, 
Cabot. Um, she says that, that Johnson turned down, quote, significantly more money to join the Browns. Now, hmm. it, yeah, it makes it just makes you say, hmm, um, you, you have to you have to imagine that John Johnson does did have a lot of motivation to come here. Um, he he would be rewarding the the guy who took a chance on him and Brad Holmes, the guy who drafted him. He'd be reuniting with Aubrey Pleasant while, you know, Aubrey Pleasant was a cornerbacks coach in, in Los Angeles under, you know, alongside John Johnson. But, you know, the cornerbacks coach is certainly going to have some chats with the, the, the safeties as well. So um, there would be familiarity there. There'd be kind of loyalty there if he wanted to go with Brad Holmes, but uh, he obviously chose elsewhere. I, and again, I don't know if the significantly more money was coming from um, the Lions. I, I think there were other teams that had a lot of cap space in on him, so it kind of make more sense if it was one of those teams. But this is this is a rough one to lose because I, w- what really hurts to me, at least, is that the safety market is just so thin now because three guys got franchise tag, three safeties got franchise tag. Rayshon Jenkins, which I think was a lot of people's backup plan, he signed with the Jaguars. And so now you're left with a bunch of kind of like old guys like Lamar to me Lamarcus Joyner is the is the guy I'm circling and hopefully he hasn't been signed by the time I, I finish the sentence but he was a guy again drafted by the Rams went to the Raiders um his his career did not go well with the Raiders um they 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 kind of misused him they put him as as a nickel corner and and he can play nickel corner but they cut him already so he's been on the free agency market for about a week I think he played his best ball as a safety for the Rams. So I think there's a chance the Lions kick the tires back on that, but uh, that's a risk. It's not, it, it's more like a, a high ceiling, low floor kind of guy. So he's the yeah. guy I'm looking at, but the Lions are, are kind of in a rough position right now at safety. Uh, the other, the other target that could probably go to safety that I've had my eye on is DJ Swearinger, but he's mm-hmm. going to be, I think pushing 30. He's going to hit 30 this year. He's gone with a lot of different teams. Uh, I know he's been flashy. He has the Saints. He has the Saints connection, but you know he was only there for I think like a couple years. As yeah. it is, he's bounced around a lot in his career, in spite of being a second round draft pick. He has flashes, but ultimately there's just he's got he's just got a bit of a ceiling on him. That uh, I mean, maybe the Lions kick the tires on it right now, but as, as you said, like there's not a lot going on right now. I believe. I think you said three other big safeties were given franchise tags. It's going to drive up, I think, the market price on a lot of these guys. So I I just I don't know. I know Brad Holmes likes his depth at at safety. I just don't know if he's going to really get it right now. He Well, he likes the depth in the draft. That's 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 the other thing is that he said when when asked, you know, what he liked about this draft class, he said the safeties, which was Mm -hmm. I think actually came to a came as a surprise to a lot of people. So maybe. Maybe he's got his eye on the next John Johnson in the draft. Maybe the Lions sign some guy or um, draft some guy in the third or fourth round who becomes the next John Johnson. Um, but but yeah, Swearinger is an, is, an, is an interesting name because he'll bring leadership and 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 you know he again knows the system, knows Aaron Glenn, knows what they're going to try to do. The problem is like he's gotten so old that he doesn't play. Like he was a he was a healthy scratch um, several times last year with the Saints. So. Lines might provor- provide him with more of an opportunity, but yeah, I think I think Can we're I, looking pop a quiz time. Pop quiz time. Okay. You want to know what DJ Swearinger's uh, Twitter handle is? No. Jungle Boy Swag. <laughs> okay, sign him. Sign him. He's yeah, in. Yeah, do it I'm right in. now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that uh, fun <laughs> fact out there because I know once upon a time that made Scott Van Pelt uh, laugh on air. 
Um, the last thing we've got to tackle here as we kind of wind down our preview, I mean, our review of day one action from the tampering period. Um, now, as we were recording, there were a few more signings right now in the wide receiver class, but it's a position that spent the day kind of moving a lot slower than I think people anticipated. So while we were in break, I believe while we record, well, as we were recording here on Monday, Corey Davis did sign. Yep, three years, thirty-seven and a half million to the uh, Jets. To the Jets, Jets continue to make moves there. He's going to go join Jared Davis, and I believe Nelson Aguilar has agreed to a deal with the New England Patriots for two years, twenty-six million dollars. Which is, um, I think, if you ask a Eagles fan about that, <laughs> money, they're going to be very confused. But apparently, the Patriots are very desperate right now for just about anything, considering some of the signings I've seen them make today. But Jeremy, this is still. Where the Lions are concerned, there's still some options left on the table for wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't been signed as far as I'm speaking right now. Um, Curtis Samuel, I believe, has not been signed, although several people in our Twitch chat have tried to troll us with uh, fake <laughs> fake tweets. But Curtis Samuel is still unsigned. Will Fuller is still unsigned. But so are two Lions, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. They're part of this free agent class that just hasn't been signed anywhere, which is... Um, Interesting. It's very interesting, especially in the case of well, in in the case of both, because I think we expected Marvin Jones to very quickly find a new home. Um, I guess I was kind of expecting Los Angeles to come knocking pretty quickly so he could keep playing with with Matthew Stafford. That hasn't happened yet. And the only other update we've really had on those two comes from Josina Anderson, who tweeted, I believe, around noon and uh, noon Pacific, excuse me, that would have been three Eastern and said, just got off the phone right now with Lions receiver Kenny Galladay. And he says, I'm being patient right now, just enjoying the process. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read too deep into that, but when you are probably the big name on the board after after Allen Robinson gets franchise tagged and the tampering period first day is uh, flurry is kind of hit its first kind of lull and you're still not signed, that's. That's not good. And maybe teams see that he turned down you know, the report from from, you know, the Bob Quinn t- era before the 2020 season where he turns down, I believe, 18, 18 million dollars on an extension. I, I wonder if he's maybe overvaluing himself a little bit too much on the market. It it certainly reeks of that. Right. Uh, and. I mean, I'm not going to read too much into not signing right away. I mean, we're we're eight hours into free agency sure. when we're recording this. Like, there's and maybe a- yes, maybe he's letting teams come to him with bids, and then sure. once he's got all of them in front of him. But I would imagine there's teams under the table that would have already handed him a lot of those bids by now, too. Exactly. Yeah. There's that, and I mean, we just haven't heard much of anything. We haven't heard like what teams are are really like. A lot of times you'll you'll hear you know these teams are being aggressive, and and we heard a little bit of that before the free agency period started, but. As soon as the clock turned over to noon, nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. on Kenny Galladay other than him just saying, you know what? I'm being patient. I'm twiddling my thumbs, whatever. You know, I think it was pro football network that said the jets and dolphins are big on that in on him. But again, that came before the tampering period even started. Once it started, you're having a good time with me in free agency. They're laughing just out of picture. (laughs) Exactly. But I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I think, I think at this point we can almost, almost guarantee Galladay's not coming back unless Unless he comes with his hat in his hands being like, 
I'm sorry, guys. I want to be back now. And I'll I mean, he'd have to take a ridiculously low deal. No, and, I don't, and at this point, I don't, he's not going to. I mean, it I doesn't matter how much his his tail is in between his legs. He's not going to come back. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to get that low either. I mean, again, from the guys we're seeing right now, Corey Davis, I believe it was a three year, thirty seven point five million dollar deal, twenty seven million in guaranteed. That's still an average of not over an average of nine million a year. And then ask guaranteed. And ask yourself, is Kenny Galladay worth more than Corey Davis? The answer is hell yes. Right. So at yeah. least we've got, we've got I, I think we're waiting to see what the wide receiver market comes out to be. But I cannot imagine that he's going to get paid anywhere close to that 18 million that he was being offered by the old regime. I think, you know, maybe when the chips fall on the floor, somewhere between maybe like an 11 million or 15 million a year average. Well, I mean, I, I just so you were yeah. looking at the you were looking at the guaranteed for Corey Davis. His average per year yeah. is is twelve. I think the going rate. Yeah, I mean, I meant, oh. I meant average. I meant guaranteed yeah. eleven million a year Got average. You. I I I I would much rather prefer we just talk guaranteed. But yeah, for the full for the full deal, it's closer to about over twelve million for Corey Davis. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if we're going to compare it to the eighteen nineteen million a year, that wasn't eighteen nineteen million guaranteed. That was that was the overall deal. And so, oh, okay. You, you look at you look at the 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 going rates of of some of the guys that have signed whether it's Corey Davis or Nelson Aguilar or or the other guy the the, the Patriots signed um from the from the 49ers it's going rates about 11 12 13 million a year for those guys but it's so much cl- it, it it's clear that Kenny Galladay is is viewed as at least one tier above pretty much all those guys and so yeah i think I, I think he's probably going to get in the 15, 16 million range. I don't, th- I am, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to see that 18, 19 million that he was hoping for. He's certainly not going to hit the 20 million that, that is clearly what he wanted from the get go. Um, yeah, I, th- I think him not playing as much last year really hurt him. And I don't know why he didn't play as much last year, whether it was his own camp or there's the no coaching. way. What? There's absolutely no way it was a business decision. I don't care what Ryan Matthew says. No, he I was don't. Injured. I, yeah, he was injured, but what? Either way, he. But regardless of of why it happened, he wasn't seeing the field last year, right, right. and there's just not enough of Kenny Galladay on tape to justify twenty million a year in a contract right now for a lot of these teams. I can't, I can't see it, and I'm just wondering if, like, again, his. But but I I don't fault him for wanting twenty million. But I'm just saying the reality is at some point it's going to come down. And I don't know if, if, as you say, Jeremy, that it's going to be hat in hand coming back to some of these teams, but it's going to be a little less than anticipated. He's still be very rich at the end. He's still going to be very rich. Uh, I wonder I wonder if maybe he, he's looking to maybe sign a short-term deal then and, and say like, okay, you guys didn't believe in me this offseason. Let me prove it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll go on a one-year $15 million deal then watch me, then pay for me next year. Um, and, and maybe, I mean, that might be a good idea for him because obviously the teams are a little cap strapped this year. I, I, I could see that, but I don't think I, these guys contracts and this, 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 he could go out there and blow his ACL next yeah. year. Yep. Like you, you it's want a, as many it's years. It's a risk. It, it's, it's an absolute risk. I don't know. Like me, the least I could see him is maybe taking three years. But, you know, this is all going on record. So, you know, this is why I don't do a lot of preview stuff. But, uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Chances he comes back to the Lions, though, still zero for me. Yeah, I mean, can I go in the negative? It's not going to happen. 
Negative probably means you go backwards in time or something. And just yeah, I, if, I, I mean, he wishes he could go back in time and accept that deal from Bob Quinn. <laughs> Although, I don't know if you want to stick around I here. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want that. No, now retrospectively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just but this is a lot of to, to recap on all this. Like, this is a lot of this. There's not a lot of big signings, but I think we've been telling you guys for a few months that this is what it's going to be for the Lions. You're not a lot of money on big free agents out there. You're not going to be looking to build through free agency like the previous regime did. You're not in the same spot. You're just you you have to kind of bide your time. And I think once a lot of the big pieces come off the board, we're going to start to see more signings by the Lions, but they're going to be bargain bin signings. They're going to be signings on probably second or third tier guys. They're not going to be as much as it would have been cool to get John Johnson. It's not going to come to Detroit and Detroit. Unfortunately, their their reputation from Patricia is going to follow them around for a little while this free agency period. And the, and as you mentioned, the cap situation is going to hurt things, too. And, and if if let me let me leave you guys on something positive then, because the moves that the Lions have made so far, signing Tyrell Williams, signing Josh Hill, re-signing Romeo Quara and Mike Ford and Jalen Reeves Maben, none of those factor into the all-time favorites compensatory picks. Everyone loves them compensatory picks, but guess what? Jamal Agnew signing that big contract, that might help. Jared Davis signing a, a bigger than expected contract, that might help. Kenny Galladay is going to get paid. That's certainly going to help. The Lions are going to get some compensatory picks next year. I don't know if it's going to be a lot. It's probably not going to be a ton. But I mean, when you factor in Kenny Galladay, when you factor in Marvin Jones, it's probably going to get at least a significant amount. And then the Lions are going to sign a bunch of bargain bin guys, potentially guys that have been cut. You know, I mentioned uh, LaMarcus Joyner. He's a guy that got cut. Makes a lot of sense to sign. He's not going to factor in against the, the compensatory pick formula. If they go out and get him, well, then something you did kind of okay. You didn't spend a ton of money. You didn't lose anything towards your compensatory pick formula. And maybe you pick up a, a late route. You get a third for maybe Galladay. And again, this is coming at the end of the third. And maybe like a fifth or a sixth for the rest of the guys combined. Yeah, I don't, I don't. No, I don't. As much as I'd love to believe, Jeremy, it feels like it's been forever since the Lions got a compensatory pick. It's been five years. Yeah, five years. Especially and how those five years have gone, Chris. That's the reason. That's the reason the lines were bad. They weren't getting compensatory picks, Chris. Yeah, you weren't getting your that's that's the real key, real key to building a a winning way like the Patriot way is getting compensatory picks. No, look, I I don't think they're going to get that high on a compensatory pick because it just seems like the Lions just don't get the benefit of compensatory picks. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a formula. They're not. There's no bias, Chris. Yes, there is. <laughs> okay. Math is always biased. Um, but no, I, I'll bet you they're probably not going to get, they're, they're not going to get higher than a fifth at some point from some of the stuff. I mean, even Kenny Galladay. I will bet you right now. I will bet you right now, sir. Be hard to do. Uh, I think this is where we're going to wrap it up, though. If you're watching on Twitch and YouTube, we'll stick around and chat with you guys a little bit more. But we want to make this one a little dense. I think we still went longer than we anticipated for the podcast form of this preview. But uh Stick around. We're going to have more throughout the week as free agency rolls along. We're in the busy, the one busy flurry before a bit of a quiet and then another busy flurry. The NFL offseason is so damn weird. And it uh, it's very start and stop. It keeps you on your toes. So we'll be back to react to any big news that happens with the Lions next time on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. And as always, we'll see you star side. <laughs>